I live in a small rural village, miles from anywhere, insular, self-contained, no more than 400 inhabitants, I would guess. Small village school, village store, and the usual medieval church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, and of course, the centre of our community is a thatched pub. Well, it had to be, didn't it? If a stranger walks in, everyone stops talking and stares. <laughs> it always reminds me of that scene in the film American Werewolf in London. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> but, but the point I am making is that everyone knows everyone else's business. And well, we're happy as we are. We, we don't want outsiders coming in with their new fangled ideas, rich ways, loud talk. It's that type of closed community. Uh, we are set in our ways. Uh, well, and if the internet download speed is next to zero, then, well, who cares? There's always dominoes and cribbage in the pub to while away the time. There is generally nothing of interest to be found here. Our leaders are the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker. Yeah, 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 indeed, we still have a candle maker, lovely Emily, who sells her scented designs at local markets. However, there is one unsung hero who stands out. Arby. Hmm. Come to think of it, we have only ever known him by that name, and if we ever knew what it was an abbreviation for, or whether it was a nickname... Well, then it's been forgotten in the midst of time. I do remember that the postmistress in our nearest town, 12 miles away, let slip that he often collects parcels addressed to a Mr A. Jones. Hmm. But she often gets muddled. Booze uh, is her problem. In truth, Arby's name was academic. As wherever he went in the village, he was always greeted with cries of And he loved it. <laughs> we loved it. Young and old alike took up the salute. To put it simply, Arby was the only person I've ever met who oozed love. Now, what made this humble, quiet man stand out was his butterflies. Uh, oh yes, we must also not forget his balloons. You see, whenever there was a celebration, anniversary or whatever in our community, eh, believe me, we used any excuse to party, Arby was always invited. Um, well, uh, actually that's not entirely correct. He just turned up uninvited. Not that anyone minded. In fact, we would have been hurt if he didn't come, as he was welcome wherever he went. He was the equivalent of our mayor. The first thing he did on arrival was to hand out balloons. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not to the children. The adults, those in grumps having a bad hair day, those in a bad mood being run ragged by their kids, those in pain, and so on and so on and so on. They were always the first to receive a coloured balloon. <coughs> Can't be miserable carrying a balloon. <coughs> impossible. Simply ain't possible. Actually, his homespun philosophy was spot on. It is not possible. If you doubt it, walk down the street holding a balloon and you'll soon prove it. When this traditional pleasantry was completed, excitement grew. All the children gathered around shouting, 
Let them fly, I'll be. Let them fly, I'll be. Let them fly high. Let them fly high. Let them fly high, I'll be. For Arby's part, he always looked uh, surprised, pretending he didn't know what all the fuss was about. What you kids bleating on about? Don't your mums teach you no respect? Then after a lot of pretend arguing, Arby gave way. With great ceremony, he was a real showman, he placed on the table his battered Gladstone bag. You would never see Arby without this leather bag. It was his pride and joy. <laughs> Belonged to me granddad, village doctor. <laughs> Probably helped bring your grandparents into this world. <laughs> Heaven help them. Then with much stage present to whoops of let them fly, let them fly high, let them fly high, Arby. Arby, with a great flourish, opened the bag and a kaleidoscope of beautiful butterflies ascended, maybe two dozen or more, monarchs, hawks, peacocks, painted ladies, cabbage whites, cotton tails and so many more. Up they fluttered with the children going wild, trying to grasp them. How sad so many got crushed, destroyed in that scramble. How the felons in years to come regretted how they destroyed these beautiful creations in their zeal to claim ownership. Oh, how I wish I hadn't squashed that rear admiral. Worth a blooming fortune now. Type of pub conversations were common in years to come. Now, I say creation, uh, not in the biblical sense, but but because these butterflies were, of course, not real. They had been created by the master origamist Arby. He teased the children that they were real, and we all wanted to believe and went along with the fantasy, but we all knew it was just part of the mystique. The truth is, Arby had perfected ways to fold the lightest of fabrics to create his flying miniature works of art. Fairy feather silk, developed in Fukushima, mixed with origami, were his core materials, with touches of coloured voil and dyneema. Wonderfully translucent. <gasps> so much colour, so much light. The unfolded wings shimmered in the sunlight. To give his butterflies lift, not that they needed much help, he used single-use winders, which sprang into action when his bag opened, releasing the weight on the folded-down gossamer wings. <sighs> Pure magic. So very fragile, it is surprising that any survived the onslaught of over-eager children. Those which did make it home were cherished as though they were family pets. Arby never allowed us to recreate the flight, refusing all pleas to supply replacement winders. Once released, never to fly again. <laughs> Life flutters by <coughs> in the twinkling of your eyes for them nature's beauties. <coughs> My copies have no right to outlive them. And he was right. His butterflies captured the imagination because they were ephemeral, living on like dreamlike memories. But still, oh, how the survivors are prized, so collectible. My um, 
grandfather told me how in his age everyone collected cigarette cards. You know, sets of footballers, photographs of planes, ships, animals, all exchange hand, ever increasing prices based on rarity. In his day, he said stamp trading was also at its height. Oh, crikey, crikey, crikey. So many crazy collecting fads have followed. Uh, let me think. Uh, everything from saucy postcards, chocolate wrappers to matchboxes and dinky toys. As for me, I used to collect milk bottles with adverts on the side. Uh, now, come on, how weird or is that? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But none of this for our village kids. No, 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 no. While other school playgrounds over the years traded marbles, uh, fidget spinners, tiny lead farm animals, yo-yos, Pokemon cards, cabbage patch dolls, slap bracelets, spokies, wall walkers, and so much other forgettable junk. The folk of our village ignored the lot. We traded something much more prized and loved, something with lasting beauty. Arby's dainty butterflies. So much were they prized that the grown-ups soon escalated the exchange rate out of the reach of the school kids bartering. While in the early days children wanted, uh, say, ten cabbage whites for one swallowtail, or a large blue at a price tag of fifteen meadow browns, when the adults got on in on the game, the rarest butterflies started being sought and sold for hundreds of pounds. This remains big-time collecting. Truly, in our village, collecting is a flight of fancy. Such is their status that over the years Arby's butterflies have evolved from collector's items into being status symbols. Collections are passed on from generation to generation in the same way in Japan that family bonsai trees are regarded as heirlooms. Arby's butterflies are displayed in sealed glass cases, regarded with awe, insured. To be given one as a wedding present is the highest honour dare I say, a fertility gift. To present one as a retirement gift is to be wished a long life and happiness. In fact, over the decades, his creations have reached a mythical status, with many older residents believing they have curing powers. Oh, of course, this is an old wives' tale. Uh, and yet... And yet, many a time a sick person has whispered that their pain was released, just watching Arby set free a butterfly in their sick room. Please, Arby, please, Arby, let him fly, let him fly high. The healing claims became so established that Arby was often offered money, just to let a person in need hold one. Arby scoffed at their restorative power and refused any payment. And yet, this big-hearted old man never held back. He always supplied what was asked for, and I remember many a claim of a miracle cure. In my opinion, too often Arby was taken advantage of. He had to work long and hard to meet demand. But he was never mocked. He was the village mascot. And woe betide any stranger who laughed at his creations. So dedicated. <laughs> How long each mechanical butterfly took to make? It's anyone's guess. This was a hobby of love.
Now, now, before you mistake me, what I'm talking about did not just happen in yesteryears. No, 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 no. His butterflies are ageless. Harvey, sadly, was not. Until even very recently, his arched body, supported by a shepherd's crook, could regularly be seen struggling through the village, Gladstone bag still clutched in one hand. He held it as though it contained the crown jewels, which I guess from our point of view it did. He was buoyed along by the regular cries. Arby never missed a party. More importantly, he never missed a new arrival. Every newborn received a large white butterfly as a sign of purity. And for every death, the coffin was always decked with a mourning cloak butterfly. And so our village tradition of butterfly love lives on. Every day, yes, people think about the butterflies. Even today, if a local is exchanging, selling or buying a mechanical butterfly, it is known as having a flutter. Arby, Arby died a year ago and is buried in the churchyard he so loved. His tombstone has a simple inscription. H-A-P-P-Y Spread your wings and fly. Uh, maybe it is a flight of fancy, imagination taking flight. But the locals would tell you that around his grave is the best place in the world to go butterfly spotting, to go courting, to lift your burdens and fears, to pray, to little live a little more for the moment. And after every wedding in our church, tradition dictates that the happy couple have their union blessed by the vicar standing alongside Arby's grave. For us locals it is, and always will be, a place of pilgrimage. A place to allow your worries to take flight. Hmm. If you doubt it, visit our graveyard. Don't just rush on by. Sit a while and read the messages of hope scribbled on the scores of balloons tied to Arby's gravestone. Hmm. And be blessed. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't 